in to 200-200. Your home of the pens. WXDXFM, Pittsburgh. of the 2009 Stanley Cup Final last night. Penguins 2, Detroit 1, and how sweet it was. But this morning on the NHL Network, they played in its entirety Mario's five-goal game against the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden. That game was also the Penguins' 16th straight win, which set an NHL record, which still stands. 1993, was Mario's cancer year. That game against the Rangers 27 years ago today. That game was amazing. Mario didn't even score until halfway through the game. And the next thing you know, in the third period, he scores his fifth. Mario got a standing ovation at Madison Square Garden like he did in Philadelphia earlier that year. But I have one complaint to register. How come Mario Lemieux never scored six goals in the game. At New York, at the Garden, there were nine minutes left when he got number five. How come he never got six? Six is the record. Mario had four, five goal games. How can he never get six? 66? Get six? Come on! Mario, I hate to do it, buddy. But you never got six goals in the game. You let us down. So guess what, Mario? You just made the list! Of course, my tongue is firmly in cheek, but it's weird. Mario never got six. The list brought to you by I'm Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust now. 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing needs. Uh, Mario was absolutely terrifying when he came back from the cancer treatment to 93. He missed two months. He got treated for cancer. And he scored 30 goals in 20 games after being tweeted for cancer. 30 goals in 20 games. He also had 26 helpers. So that's 56 points in 20 games. He had the five-goal game I just mentioned. He had two consecutive four-goal games at one point. Pat LaFontaine had a pretty big lead in the scoring race when Mario came back. And Mario left him in the dust. Poor Patty. Alas, I knew him well, but he never had a chance. Because Mario ran absolutely rough shot. Uh, Mario was at his best, like uh, I said, uh, that that run of 20 games and also the entire 1988-89 season. And Yoey pointed out how great he was in the 92 playoffs. Really, he was great almost all the time. Just different levels of great. He's the best hockey player ever. Mario Lemieux is the best hockey player ever. But he never got six goals in a game. You know, here, here's actually a Mario story. 
the uh, year San Jose came in as an expansion team, I think I told this, but I'll tell it again because it's a long three hours. Uh, the year San Jose came in as an expansion team, I was at the Post-Gazette having my career uh, totally wasted. And the only thing they used me on that I uh, liked and should have been doing was I was the number two hockey writer behind Dave Molinari, the great Dave Molinari. And uh, I would, you know, cover some games at home like the second writer uh, behind Davey. And I would occasionally fill in for Davey on road trips because there were certain places Davey didn't like to go, like way out west. And believe it or not, Davey didn't like to go to Florida either. So I got a few Florida trips in there during that span. The Tango Lounge in Tampa, uh, long since gone, but never forgotten. But anyway, so uh, I went to cover the Penguins at San Jose, San Jose's expansion year, and they stunk. And the Penguins beat them like, I think it was 11-zip, okay? And Mary had two goals and six assists, eight points. And after the game, I'm talking to him. And, you know, we talked about the goals and a couple helpers and, you know, about the Penguins scoring all those goals. Mario, of course, never ripped the opposition, didn't rip San Jose. No exception there. But Mario kept talking about, okay, on this play, I should have scored. On that play, I should have scored. Talking about all the missed opportunities. He went on at length about those. And I said, hey, listen, uh, you just had eight points and you're pissed off. Why are you pissed off after an eight-point game? And he says, well, don't print this, but the record's ten points. And you only go get so many shots at the record. And, like, I really could have had ten points tonight, maybe better than that. So that's why Mario was mad after getting eight points. That's a true story. And uh, it is unbelievable that he never got ten points, which is the record, or six goals, which is the record. Now, he does still hold the record for most goals and points in the playoff game, and that was the five goals and three assists against Philadelphia in 1989. Obviously, I've not seen Mario since the uh, pandemic started. I wonder what he's doing with his time. If there's a way to golf, he's finding a way to do it, although locally I don't think there is a way to do it. I bet he's drinking a lot of wine. He's got that huge wine cellar. Could put a dent to that if you have nothing else to do. Best hockey player ever. And, you know, other people like to debate that, and I'll indulge that debate. And as I frequently said, if you have Mario, Gretzky, and Orr in your top three in any order, it's tough to argue. But I know in my heart he's the best hockey player ever. I know from what I've seen he's the best hockey player ever. And I know what I'm seeing. 412. 333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, the questions I have for you Steeler fans are, do you trust James Conner as the number one running back? Do the Steelers even have a number one receiver? And do you trust the Steelers' offensive line? To answer any or all of those, 412-333-WXDX, my answers are no no and no. I'll probably expand on that in just a little bit. And when the pandemic subsides, and that's, you know, months away still, maybe longer, and people are allowed to go to games again, will you go to games right away or will you kind of wait it out and see what the lay of the land is and make sure this thing 
doesn't come charging back when in dynamic i am a lot smarter than you okay so maybe it's a spoken dynamic the x at 105.9 uh here's an update on a situation which matters to everyone during the pandemic i was uh going through some uh cabinets and closets because i'm what else do you have to do you clean stuff up and clean stuff out and I went under the bathroom sink in my guest room. And what I found there is the pandemic equivalent of, of four or five bars of gold. I found three rolls of toilet paper that I did not know I have. So my current count for toilet paper is 15 rolls, 15 regular rolls. I also have, in addition, three industrial-sized rolls. So I should be okay for the time being. I, I, in fact, I'm considering uh, taking the industrial rolls to a street corner and selling them on the black market. Probably get a nice chunk of change the way things are going. Uh, also, the friggin' cat. The friggin' cat. Uh, I, I said the other day how she knocked over a pitcher of water on the table where I have all the radio equipment, and luckily she didn't knock it on top. She knocked it on the table, and some water got under the equipment, but uh, didn't get inside it, so it still obviously works. I left the table for like 90 seconds to run upstairs for something. I came back. She had knocked a glass of water down on the table again. Not a pitcher, but a glass this time. Luckily, she knocked it off the table, so the water is on the floor and not on the table. But what a jerk. It, it really is like having a war criminal in the house. Uh, I spoke earlier about uh, Bob Gibson, the great St. Louis Cardinal pitcher, one of the toughest competitors I've ever seen, uh, having pancreatic cancer, which is which is terrible. Um, and I was on Stan Saverin's show earlier today, and the subject came up, who's the greatest pitcher I'd ever seen? Might be Bob Gibson. I have a very uh, distinct memory of when I was a kid. I was at the coffee shop with my family at Conneaut Lake Park. Because we would go there at the end of the day, you know, in the early evening, and, you know, the, the ladies would get coffee, and I'd get a, a Coke and a donut or something like that, and we'd just sit around. And the pirate game was usually on a real small TV in the coffee shop, a real small TV, not not hardly a sports bar atmosphere, that's for sure. And uh, I remember Roberto Clemente hitting a live drive back up the middle against Bob Gibson. It hit Bob Gibson's leg and broke it. And the whole coffee shop saw that like, ooh. But Bob Gibson's uh, one of the best pitchers I've ever seen. Maybe the best. Um, but really, most pitchers I've seen in my lifetime, they had great years. I mean, Bob Gibson had a great career, but what I remember about him was in 1968 when he had the 1.12 ERA, where the pitching was so good that year, that the American League batting champion was Carl Yastrzemski, and he only hit 301. That won the batting title. Gibson's ERA was 1.12. Denny McLean won 31 games for the world champion Detroit Tigers. And the next year, they actually lowered the pitching mound to give something back to the batters. I remember Steve Carlton, I think it was 72, when he won 27 games for Philadelphia, when Philadelphia was the last-place team. I saw Tom Seaver. You know, one guy i got to say is a bit overrated is Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan was a strikeout specialist and a no-hitter specialist. But you look at his record and his ERA, it was it was good. Hall of Fame pitcher, but not in the class of the guys I'm talking about. 
You know, the first baseball game I ever saw, I want to say it was 1968, maybe 1969, at Forbes Field out in Oakland, Pirates home park then. The first baseball game I ever saw, Phil Necro, the knuckleballer for Atlanta, pitched a one-hitter. And at that point, I don't think I don't think there had ever been a no-hitter at Forbes Field. In fact, I don't think there ever was a no-hitter at Forbes Field. I think the park went out having never hosted a no-hitter. So him pitching a one-hitter there was really amazing. The reason there was never a no-hitter at Forbes Field is because the fences were so far away that there was more room to hit the ball and have it drop in. Nothing more complicated than that. Let's go to Zach. Zach, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Oh, hey, Mark. What's good? What up, Mike? Hey, so you talked about, you know, when I when would I feel comfortable returning to sports or activities like that. I mean, um, you know, I'm not proud to say, but probably not until next year. I just, uh, when the vaccine may come out this fall, then I'd feel a lot more comfortable, but... Um, I mean, it's the vaccine's not going to come know, out this fall. It, I can't imagine it being fast-tracked to that degree, Zach. So, so in other words, you would let people go and see if anything bad happened to them before you went. Oh, I mean, they could go. But, I mean, me personally, I mean, especially, like, if you're in the stands, you know, the Steeler game and you're shoulder to shoulder, I mean, it's uncomfortable as it is, you know. I mean, you're literally on top of the person next to you. You know, you're surrounded. It's not like in the press box or the luxury we, where you know you got some room to breathe, but uh, and plus getting in, going through security. I mean, you're lined up for you know 30, 40 minutes, standing shoulder to shoulder with you know the humanity. I mean, you know, it's it's. Uh, I gotta t- I gotta tell you, Zach, it's a lot better in the press box. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought you had some room up there. That's what I mean. It's I said it's a lot better in the yeah. press box. Just just tremendous. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Well. So, uh, for, we'll look forward to you getting back to the games at some point anyway, right? Right. I mean, I hope somebody goes, but I probably won't be one of them. Thank you for the call, Zach. That Babylon B website, here's another great headline. Baptist delighted as everyone finally dancing six feet apart. That is tremendous. What was that line from that uh, movie? What was the movie where... Uh, Brendan Fraser was the Jewish kid who went to the snobby prep school school ties, and the uh, and the uh, the host of the dance between the girls' school and the boys' school would 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 separate the dancers and say, "You got to leave room for the Holy Ghost." That's pretty good. Uh, by the way, here's another great headline from Babylon B. Bernie Sanders drops out as campaign goals of. Locking everyone up, destroying economy, already achieved. That's pretty funny. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Is it raining? Yeah, it's raining pretty good. Oh, wait. No, but, okay, take the glass of water and put it on the kitchen sink and don't put it on the table. Ha! Fooled you that time, didn't I? And there's a bunch of Amazon packages outside, so i got to go get them. When we come back, I'll tell you what I got from Amazon. And I want you to answer these questions. Don't be afraid. You know the answer. Do you trust James Conner as the number one back? Do the Steelers even have a number one wide receiver? And do you trust the Steelers' offensive line? I'm convinced more than ever. More than ever. Because that's what you got to do. Hey, Mark, big fan and all that. I, 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 I think you're on to something. Hey. The X at 105.9.
Double M on the X, 412-333-9939, the number to call. Uh, debates come up on Twitter that I started weeks ago, maybe months ago. In the replacements, why was Shane Falco allowed to play in the last game? He wasn't on the game day roster. He just showed up at halftime. But why was he scratched anyway? Okay, Martel came back. He broke the strike, but Falco would have stayed as the backup, right? I know there's poetic license taken with movies, but... Uh, I do enjoy pointing it out. 412-333-9939. Just got a bunch of stuff from Amazon. Got the new Jim Ross book. Got cat food for Einstein here. And uh, got decaffeinated uh, unsweetened iced tea. Not diet iced tea. It has no you know, aspart aspartame or anything like that. However, that's pronounced aspartame, aspartame. I've been drinking so much Splenda, ingesting so much Splenda and Equal, I was getting headaches. I was Remember I talked about headaches on the show? I wonder what caused them. Well, I read somewhere that artificial sweetener, when taken to excess, can cause headaches. I was probably ingesting, you know, 18, 20 packs a day. So this is my, uh, today's Thursday, my fifth day without sweetener, and the headaches are almost gone. So I'm going to make the decaffeinated unsweetened iced tea and just put a like a little thing of sugar in that. That's got to be better than headaches. I know it is. Let's go to Bill. Bill, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. How you doing? I just wanted to say thanks for uh, having Spencer on today. It means a lot to the wrestling community. Really appreciate it. Oh, let me let me tell you. I think he's a good kid. His record is beyond reproach. He's probably, like, he mentioned Kerry Collat. Are you familiar with local wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, I am. So Kerry Collat was great. I and mean, he was great. Kurt Angle, obviously, was great. It sounds to me like Spencer Lee is right up there with those guys, if not above him. What do you think? Uh, he's on the same level. I mean, he's, you know, Kurt and Kerry, obviously, you know, we're Olympians. So, I mean, Spencer's got to get there. But, I mean, aside from that, he's right at the same level in college. I mean, technically better than those guys in college already. Spencer has two national titles, and he still had two more years to go, and it took those guys a little bit longer to get there. So, so right now he's on pace to be the best in Pennsylvania history. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Kurt Angle – uh, ever won the Dan Hodge Award, did he? I don't believe so. And it says here that Colette's only Olympics, he finished ninth, so yeah. Well, this kid can set himself apart uh, with, uh, like he hopes for, three Olympic gold medals, and I, I think it's certainly possible. Got anything else? Nothing else. I just wanted to say I appreciate it. It was a ray of positivity today. No problem. Love to have him on. Hopefully we'll do it again. Like I said, before his Next Olympics. Let's go to Henry or Harry, whatever your name is. You're on with the with Mark. Hi, Mark. How are you today? What's up? Uh, what you said about Bob Gibson, I agree with you because uh, what you've seen on TV up at Colony Yard, I've seen that live on TV myself. After Gibson, after Clemente hit that ball up the middle, he pitched two batters after and gone up uh, before he went off the mound. And also Tim McCarver, who caught. Uh, Bob Gibson and uh, Steve Carlton also said that Bob Gibson, when you went through the mouth to him, he would probably tell you if you come up and said how he pitch a game of choker, do bleep yourself. And uh, going back in my time, <laughs> I was a nice. Well, he he was a, he was a pretty uh, pretty pretty tough competitor for sure. And uh, in 1966, Mark, I was down at uh, Forbes Field. And I seen the two greatest pitchers. Going against each other, I mean, about a tandem I ever seen. Uh, the Pirates, Giants, and the Dodgers were fighting for the 1966 pennant. Uh, I seen 
Sandy Topaz and Don Drysdale beat Bob Beal and Jim Bunning, if you recall, the Pirates at that time in 1966 went out and got players like Maury Wills. They tried to load up a little bit. Not then they shut the Pirates. They, and that was a great lineup with the Pirates in 66. So uh, I have to agree with you on that. Uh, when I got the honor to see uh, Koufax and Drysdale pitch straight out, and I tell you what, Bob. Oh, I never was. saw. I never saw Koufax. I I missed him by a couple of years, but I'm sure he was uh, better yet. Thank you for the call. Uh, uh, I just had a thought. I was looking through. Kerry uh, Cole, like I said, finished ninth in his only Olympics. He was great, though. Wrestled at Jeff Morgan, then wrestled at Lockhaven. When he was a freshman in uh, high school, he was built like a man. Just uh, an inc- some of these wrestlers. Kerry uh, Collette was 137 and 0 at uh, Jeff Morgan. Won four state titles. Uh, I believe that uh, that Spencer Lee lost his last match in high school. Lost the state championship by one point to a guy who he's now teammates with at the University of Iowa. Four one two, three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. The number to call. I uh, I like to think I'm saving money during this during this uh, pandemic, but I'm losing a lot of money too because no money from appearances, less money from endorsements, uh, less money from the trib. That money got cut. Although I'm still writing two columns a week, for which I'm grateful. Uh, but I'm buying a lot of stuff on Amazon. If anybody's benefiting from the pandemic, it's the people who make hand sanitizer, toilet paper, and Amazon. I finally found some hand sanitizer online. It's going to be here within a week. It's off-brand, but that's uh, better than nothing. But I'm a soap and water guy. Somebody said uh, that the other day on the show, a guest or a caller, that, you know, aren't you supposed to wash your hands all the time anyway? Weren't you taught that as a kid? I have the fancy soap. I like my hands to smell good. But then right when I wash my hands, I wash my face with my hands. Is that bad? I don't know. I also have face uh, uh, masks coming. RicFlair.com is making face masks. So I've ordered a bunch of Ric Flair face masks so I can look like diamonds are forever, and so is the super genius when I make my next trip to Giant Eagle or to the pharmacy. 412-333-9939. It's day... 29 of Sports Held Hostage. We were talking about uh, the questions regarding the Steelers. Like I always say, you're not allowed to criticize James Conner. He beat cancer. So no matter how big of a bum he is, you're not allowed to say it. But he's no number one running back. I always said the toxic twins would never allow the Steelers to win because they were too toxic. Conner and Juju will never allow the Steelers to win because they're not good enough. That's real talk about the Steelers. Real talk about the Steelers isn't about the backup quarterback because it's going to be Rudolph. Maybe it shouldn't be, but it's going to be Rudolph. Real talk about the Steelers is the offensive line not being as good anymore. Running back and receiver, that's real talk. The notion of Chooks over Wisniewski, that ridiculous notion, that is real talk. Who are they going to take with that pick in the second round? It's got to be a running back. That is real talk. One thing social media has enabled a lot of Steelers to do. You think Juju's a lot better than he is because of social media. You think Zach Banner's a lot better than he is because of social media. These guys have made themselves 
into you know local heroes on social media, but you got to deliver the goods on the field, or do you? Because social media is just working fine for those two. You know, I knew things would change in my industry, both radio and sports, when I got older. But it's changed in ways I could never have imagined. And I'd be lying if I told you I think the change is for the better, but maybe I'm just old. Uh, Dr. Fauci said that we may never shake hands again. I could tell you what industry that would drive into a tizzy, the wrestling industry. In wrestling, it's tradition when you're backstage to shake hands with every single person you come across. And I know guys who would get mad when people wouldn't abide by that tradition. So if the pandemic wipes out anything that I'm glad to see wiped out, it is that tradition backstage in wrestling. I told that story before about how Rodman and Malone got in that little fight in the third quarter of game six, that little tumble on the floor routine they did, tripping each other. They did that because WCW asked them to, World Championship Wrestling, because they had a pay-per-view lined up featuring both those wrestlers uh, a month after the NBA Finals. I got a couple tweets. No way that's true. It's absolutely true. WCW asked those guys to get into a scuffle to, to hype the pay-per-view, and they did it. And Bob Costas said, oh, it's regrettable, this phony wrestling. How could they stoop? But uh, I'll tell you what. Rodman got 1.5 mil for that one match. Malone got 900k. I wonder how much Bob Costas got. Uh, Bob Costas got for uh, broadcasting the NBA Finals, or indeed how much he made that entire year. Penguins will be playing the Flyers right now if the hockey playoffs were underway, as they should be. That sucks, right? And the Flyers were hot and the Penguins were not, but uh, I think the Penguins would have won that series in five. Said that yesterday. I don't know that a Stanley Cup favorite had truly been established. I mean, Boston kind of, Tampa Bay kind of, Washington kind of, nobody at all in the West kind of. But I think the Penguins would have taken out the Flyers. I do. I don't think Carter Hart, their rookie goalie, would have responded to the playoffs well, he's not a rookie goalie, but very young goalie, without any playoff experience, I don't think he would have responded to the postseason like you need a goaltender to respond. I just don't. I think Matt Murray would have, because Matt Murray was going to be the number one. And let's not start that debate. That would that was practically a pandemic before we had a pandemic. But uh, I think Pittsburgh beats Philly in five games. If they would have met in the playoffs, and indeed if they do meet in the playoffs coming forward. I've got a tweet. How do you know Chooks can't start at right tackle? I don't. But I do know Wisniewski can start at left guard because he did so for the Super Bowl champions this past year and did so for the Super Bowl champions two years before that. Yo, with Ben in the twilight, he has this year and next year tops. Tops. With Ben in the twilight, you got to go with proven commodities. It's not a time to experiment. It's not a time to look long-term. It's a time to say, okay, what will give us the best chance to win week one? And then you do the same thing for week two and week three, and you hope it all adds up. You don't say, well, Chooks has a bigger upside, which I don't think he does. I think he's a bum. But you don't say, Chooks has a bigger upside, and let's see how things are at, at, at season's end, because I bet he'll just be 
okay, I bet he just won't be. And with Ben in the twilight, and especially protecting that elbow early on, you just can't go with anything uncertain when a proven commodity like Wiz is available. And that won't make the offensive line, you know, the best in the league. Like a caller said earlier, probably won't be top three like we're used to saying it is in recent years. But I think it might be top ten. And it's got to be at least top ten for the Steelers to have really any chance at all. I'm debating where to go to get something Parmesan, whether it's veal, chicken, or eggplant uh, over the weekend. I wonder if... uh, I know that, uh, why are you at the window? Get away from the window. What are you looking at? The Amazon guy was just here. He dropped off food for you, and yet you spilled more water. Ungrateful jerk. Uh, Monticello's on Babcock is still open, I think. I wonder if Alifamilia is still open. We'd have to get that food. Like, Monticello's, I get the food back home and, and warm. I don't know. I have to think about it. That's my big decision now. What to eat, what to watch on TV. I have lost two pounds or three, uh, whatever it was, since the pandemic started because I am on the treadmill more, even though I'm probably eating a bit more. But I'm probably eating a bit more wisely, too. At any rate, I won't outlive the pandemic, but I will eat something with Parmesan on it, a steak occasionally, and watch a whole lot of friggin' TV. I, I, keep, I tell this to my friends. They're not buying into it like I am. Get away from the... What are you looking at? Oh, now you're looking at me. You can come up here and come on the radio if you want. Do you want to come on the radio? No? You don't? Okay. You're lost. Uh, that that plot against America HBO series is, is so great. Although it's not getting terrific reviews online, but I think it's so great. I love alternate history. Four episodes are done, only two more. I've watched every one of the episodes, those four episodes, like three times each. That's how good I think they are. 412-333-9939. It's now time to ask Mark anything. Anything you like about anything you like. 412-333-WXDX. couple things I'm going to talk about tomorrow. I'm going to replay the DV Morning Show's interview with Ben. Oh, Bradshaw did an interview where he said Ben's a better quarterback than him. Ben is a better quarterback than Bradshaw. Bradshaw said that. But what else is he going to say? You say I was better than Ben. You sound like a dink. So that's Terry doing the PR game. Says he always loves coming back to Pittsburgh, except he never does come back to Pittsburgh. Then again, he's got that job on Sunday. It's a pretty good job, too, with Fox. But anyway, we might play that interview with Ben tomorrow, which was pretty good with Randy and them. I'm also going to talk about uh, the criteria for best basketball player. Because I think best basketball player is the tallest basketball player. I think there are exceptions, but I think there's only two exceptions. And that's LeBron James and Michael Jordan. I think they're the only ones that transcend height. I think after after LeBron and Jordan in some order, the best basketball player is probably Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and or Will Chamberlain. I said moments ago that Kareem, I feel bad for him because people act like he was the supporting player to Magic. Uh-uh. Look at the stats. Magic was the supporting player to Kareem. Now, Magic had that great game as a rookie in the final where he filled in for Kareem at center when Kareem was hurt. But that doesn't, you know, make things, you know, where, where Kareem's the supporting player. He just was not. 412-333. The last thing we need is a lot of loose talk. Hmm? Hmm? I like it. I like it. The X at 105.9.
Okay, let's finish strong here. It's time to ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX. This segment brought to you by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Visit penguinsnhl.com and see some entertaining hockey content. And as soon as the games are ready to go again, go to penguins.com and buy some tickets. 412-333-9939 is once again the number to call. Nobody letting me know. Uh, let me know on Twitter. At Mark Madnex, is Alaphamilia open? I bet it's not. Uh, I don't think it's that kind of restaurant for takeout and stuff like that. Then again, Gibson's in Chicago, my favorite steak place in the world. It's a little bit fancy schmancy too, just like Alaphamilia, and it is open for takeout in Chicago. That's just too far a trip back to get the steak to my house while it's still uh, a bit warm. Let's go to Chris. Chris, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. How are you? What's up, Chris? I was wondering, since you are a radio guy, and I know you listen to Stern, did you used to listen to the Opie and Anthony show? And if so, what was your thoughts on it? I listened to it a little bit. Uh, you know, it, it, was it ever on in Pittsburgh? I don't think it was. Uh, I'm not sure. I've been catching up on episodes now that they're all posted on YouTube. But I, I remember briefly when it was on XM. I don't know if it was aired here or not. Yeah, I mean, I think those guys are quality, you know, professionals. I don't know if it's anything special like Stern used to be. What do you think? I think Stern's the better interviewer, but with the constant comedians like Colin Quinn and Patrice O'Neill, I think Opie and Anthony was a little more of that, like, you know, most well, common. I think, I think Stern's the better like. interviewer now. Yeah. Stern's the better interviewer yeah, now. I, I don't think he was always a good interviewer. In fact, I think he used to just be a confrontational, try to provoke a, an incident type of interviewer, but now he's older and his show has changed, and I certainly don't begrudge him that. Nobody should do the same act their whole lives, although I think I probably have for 24 glorious years. But but while I think Howard's a better interviewer now, I think everything else about his show isn't as good. I think he's sold out. I think he has the trophy wife from Fox Chapel. I, I think you know he's saving pets. I think the same people he used to torture on radio, now he's friends with. And he has every right to do that. And I have every right to not like it as much. Don't you agree? I agree. It's America. What do you think? Do you think it's as good now as it was then? I can't picture anybody would. No, I don't think it was. I think it was better maybe 10 years or so ago. But, you know, what can you do? I, I think more like 20 years ago. But I think in the last 10 years, you're right, it's decelerated dramatically. Let me ask you a couple questions about him. Are, are you a Stern fan, I take it? Nah, just occasionally I'll listen here and there. I'm not really a big fan. Well, uh, do you think Sirius survives once he retires? No, no, I, I don't see with with I, just you know, yeah, I, I don't see anyone paying for it when he goes. I don't think so either. I think you know the subscriptions that are already there will just trickle out and it'll die, and nobody you yeah. know will be able to replace him. Uh, I just don't think it's possible to build that kind of cachet as a radio host anymore, like he did then, whether on terrestrial radio or via satellite. Although, I remember people said that Satellite would put Terrestrial out of business. It, it's hardly done that. Uh, you know, Terrestrial has suffered just like every media outlet because of saturation of media, but not because of Satellite. And the only guy on Satellite that's been a success is uh, Howard Stern. Uh, Chris Russo from Mad Dog and Russo. Uh, excuse me, uh, Mike and the Mad Dog. Mad Dog Russo. He went to Satellite and disappeared. Uh, you know, uh once uh, our, our own Scott Farrell from Mount Lebanon went to Satellite, he couldn't wait to get away from it. It just hasn't happened on Satellite for anybody but Howard Stern. Yeah, that's true. 
Thank you for the call. Good call. Let's go to Greg. Greg, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. How are you today? What's up, man? Um, I just wanted to uh, – <clears throat> I have an FCC uh, question for you. And it is <laughs> okay. stemmed from it, it stemmed from a commercial that I've recently seen that kind of blew my mind. I was, you know, it was after work the other day. I was chilling at home, eating some Pringles, whatever. It's still daylight. And a Dove skincare commercial comes on. It's like Dove soap, whatever. And at the end of the commercial, yep. they show a woman fully exposing her, her chest area, and there's, there's no breast. She had breast cancer. They were removed, which is, you know, that's an amazing display of confidence and beauty and self-assuredness. And God bless, you know, that, that, that's, that's a bold statement. But the thing about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, have, I have no problem with it. Do you? No, I, no, not at all. In fact, uh, in the whole other extreme, I think that as a society, we're very, you know, everything's taboo. Like looking at a naked woman's breast is very taboo. And I, that has always like blown my mind too. It's like, why? You know, why, why is this? such a thing and but i'm also from an f my question is from an fcc standpoint like there's i don't know who these people are that make the rules and what we can hear what we can see but uh the two funny i'll tell you bro i'll tell you what i hate thank you for the call greg i'll tell you what i hate on on tv you know a lot those commercials where have you ever used talcum powder well then you may be dying but you could cash in before you croak and there's a million commercials like that are very similar. Let's go to Craig. Craig, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Um, I'm like you. I like the old school bands, Kansas, Zeppelin, all them guys. But I'm trying to find a new band, and I think I found one. What do you think about Volbeat? Never heard of them. They play Money X a lot. Yeah, never heard of them. I'll, I'll take really? a listen, though. Tim Benz is trying to sell me on this Dirty Honey, and they did cover a, uh, a Aerosmith song, Last Child, so I'll check that out for sure. Let's go to Mike. Mike, ask Mark anything. Mark, did you did – you, What up? Weren't you, weren't you the scorekeeper for us uh, back, in the, back in the day uh, with, uh, at, at Reserve Elementary? What would I have kept score for at Reserve Elementary? Uh, the baseball game. I'm sorry. No, I umpired at Re I umpired at Reserve Little League. I played in Reserve Little League. Maybe I okay. kept the scorebook here and there, but I mean, who did you play for? I played for the uh, the, the Cardinals. My dad used to coach us. Um, uh, you know, my dad was uh, Earl Francis. He first got a piece of pizza. Oh, Earl. I remember. Yeah, no, no, I remember Mr. Francis. He he's your he's your dad. Yes, he, he was. He, he died of uh, diabetes complications a couple years ago. Oh, I'm, I'm so I actually I remember that, and I mentioned that on the air. I'm sorry to to have to talk about it with you, though. Mr. Francis was a real good guy. He was my coach uh, for part of one year in in Pony League. That's thirteen and fourteen, I think, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. We had a guy named We had a black gentleman named Bill Ripley who was our coach, and Mr. Francis yeah. would come along and assist him sometimes. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, Mr. Francis was a really good guy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad you made me think of him. That's a very pleasant memory. 
thanks, Mark. Thank you so much. You know, we you know we would get him to do at practice sometime because uh, you know he was a pitcher in the major leagues, but he could hit too. He's a pretty good hitter. Uh huh. And sometimes at the end of ba- at the end of batting practice, would get him to take a few swings. And even at that age, he could still mash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good talking to you. Thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. And uh, God bless Earl Francis, former Pirate, who was uh, briefly my youth baseball coach. Good guy. Really good guy. Made a good impression on me when I was a kid. All right, let's hit the music. Time to up open all these Amazon packages. That's what life is now. Good talk. See you out there. I'm Mark Madden, 105.90X.